Welcome to Think Outside the Box. It's a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And, and uh, we have a very special guest joining us today. Uh, Carl Eric Tangen from uh, our, uh, our our mutual uh, alma mater, George Fox University, which we... Which is uh, not problematic in any way. ...constantly uh, complain about. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi, Carl. Uh, oh, hello. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think where I met you, Carl Eric. I think it was probably at the Bone, the cafeteria. Oh god, I forgot that we used to call it that. I remember where it was. I think I I'm actually pretty sure of this. It was in the Bone, and I think. E- I think it was, it was either the me. That's, we called it the bone, everyone. Just saying. So yeah. Know. Yeah. The bone. I think, I think you were wearing a, a Sufjan Stevens shirt. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah, I had this black Sufjan Stevens shirt that had a blue pickup truck or whatever it was. that said the avalanche. Yeah. Was it. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember oh, that t-shirt. Good. And we bonded over that. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the come on Phila yeah. Illinois one in a Kelly green which I was very proud of. Kelly Green. She was nice. I had a class with her. Oh, yeah. She was lovely. <laughs> I, yeah, she was in that class with uh, Bill Jolliffe, and yeah. uh, he always gave her a hard time about her name. Yeah. Her sister, Emerald, was uh, even nicer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was... a. That was... Uh, I never met their parents, but I wondered. <laughs> and uh, we've accomplished the comedy rule of twos so i think we're ready to move on. yeah yes and Great. let's absolutely move on yeah because um. i mean i could add a bunch of other like joke color um female names but uh professor we've already plum met. you know okay. colonel mustard it's all the good all the great colors so we're we're talking about recovery i believe this is episode seven and we're also talking about um, an Eminem album called Recovery from 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 7, uh, The Eminem Awakens. Uh, and yes. <laughs> you sounded very committed to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit more like the rise of Eminem. The right, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, snap. Not to, give any, not to give any spoilers about how you I feel the about this one. album, but... <laughs> Um, so it's mostly uh, just like a super long fetch quest. <laughs> there is a lot of the emperor is back. Well, I don't. Thing. Yeah, I mean, there is a very clear and the emperor and Eminem. I mean, they both start with E. Whoa! And there is a lot of attention given to the fact that, like, I am here and I am powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. Yeah. So yeah, th- this album is about. I would say it's half. Um, like, fuck you. Um, and I am, you know, sort of impenetrable and, um, won't, won't change my ways. And, you know, Nathan and Cameron don't have some sort of like, um, woke period to look forward to from me because I'm going to 
keep being a misogynist and things like that. Like he's literally saying that in the text of the song. Like, yeah, he, this he is who talks I am. About you have the two to of us. It. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he, like he's, Nathan Cameron. He's forward thinking. I know. I appreciate what you're trying to do, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I am. And it's about half that. And then the other half is just saying, I'm really sorry. Yep. I fucked up. Yep. I'm a bad person. Uh, and I don't want to be, and I'm going to do better. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's very much, um, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of situation. And they don't seem to be aware of each other. Yes, that's true. Uh, on the, on the upside, he does apologize for his last two albums multiple times, which I appreciated. He does. Yeah. Explicitly saying, once. Hey, yeah relapse that was some bullshit and uh and mm-hmm. then encore as well he apologized for which i yeah specifically i think he literally at one point says they don't count yeah like he disowned <laughs> he literally like disowns them <laughs> it's Depart a little bit from me like an abusive relationship <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's like no i promise i promise i'll be better this time you know, mm. I definitely got those vibes, especially seeing as like those were sandwiched in between songs where he was calling me a fag. <laughs> me, Cameron. Yeah. He, yeah. He used your name a lot on this album. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, this has Eminem's uh, highest selling single, Love the Way You Lie with Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's maybe, maybe the best song. <clears throat> I think so. Uh, because it's actually vulnerable in a way that isn't a bunch of couched apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually just him being himself and being ugly in a, you know, it's, it's not ashamed, but it is like self-aware. Um, and I, I know I keep bringing up the show, the sing off, but I, that's actually the first time I ever heard that song was on NBC's, the sing off, the acapella, competition uh and one of the groups did that and i remember thinking man it's really weird that um that this like that there's this like prime time like feel good s- singing show uh where someone's rapping about like hitting a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah and and also the idea of doing someone else's rap also like kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's so specifically personal yeah yeah but yeah, I think, I think that song's pretty good. And then there are some other good moments in this album. I would say in general, the rap, it's not as good as the last album, but some of the content is like kind of more heartening than the last album. Yes, I agree. So for, for whatever that's worth. He also does manage to rhyme cat scans with bananas. He does. I think I might have a sound sample of that when we get to it. What's the one that T-Pain did? Wisconsin with... Um... Um, oh, yeah. Mansions. Mansions right? with Wisconsin. Was it? Yeah. Um, he specifically says blogna to rhyme with bloggin. Bloggin, yeah, or something like that at one point. Not T-Pain, yeah, Eminem in this album. Mm. so we have that to look forward to as well yeah uh, should we jump into the songs uh, yeah Lil Wayne shows up he, yeah he does at least once for a, one a time, long time one time in a reference and one time for a, a very long verse which I'm kind of excited to talk about 
Also, Kobe features on uh, Cinderella Man, and I got really excited for a second, yeah. and then I got really sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not the Buckets one. No. Nope. I, I could only assume. Is he name himself after the Kobe the basketball man? I have, I have no idea. Maybe I, it's after the beef. Oh, yeah. or the city in Japan. <laughs> I think I think that that's um, that's it. Um, yeah. Hmm. There's it, yeah. There's not much about him on uh, the Wikipedia. His real name is Brian. Sure that it, I'm, I, I'm sure that it originated with someone saying that. Yeah, he had a lot of beef with someone else. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's probably some line in his back catalog. That like, you know, I got so much beef, I'm Kobe or something like that. Uh-huh. And like, that's where the name originated from. Uh, or maybe because yeah. it's, it's a precedented thing that like, if you do a free throw and you make it in, then you yell, Kobe, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, and, and that that gets, that gets... Uh, used in other disciplines as well. Maybe that happens in rap, or maybe it's some combination. Sh- should we talk about uh, cold wind blows? Cold wind blows. Yeah. So, so this this song's just sort of about him coming to terms with uh, his nature, and he's not necessarily celebrating it, but he's just accepting it. And I guess we all need to as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from this song. What do, what do you all think? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's cold as the cold wind blows. So he's as cold as cold, which is, I mean, if you ask me, that's that's pretty cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the main things that stuck out to me is that he does reference... Um, I mean, he has to touch Elton John here again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and you know, he gets Michael Vick in there. But also, it just, to me, musically, like, musically speaking, to start this album off with what sounded to me like a a really bad outcast imitation uh, yeah. <laughs> um, was like really hard for me. It made it hard for me to connect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's definitely not doing outcast as well as outcast. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although uh, I should I have, point out that this sample. is like the first one of, one of the first times in a long time where he started an album off with an actual song instead of like, some Foley yeah. work. There are no, there are no skits on this album. Oh, thank it's God. It's skitless. Skitless. Oh, I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's skittles. Uh, I also, he, he rags on people for doing auto-tune, but there's definitely a fair amount of auto-tune in this hmm. album. Yes. Like, I feel like all Kobe's stuff is, is auto-tune. Yeah. Uh, I have a sound sample of that Elton John uh, reference, who comes up yeah. a couple times in this album. Yeah, here we go. Might as well let my lips pop up like Elton John Cause I'm just a mean cocksucker This shit is on cause you wouldn't piss me off Yeah, lips pucker like Elton John Cause I'm just a mean cocksucker So, 
uh, I guess there's two statements there about Elton John. One is that he's mean. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> you have? And then the second, uh, I have not heard that oh, okay, before. Yeah. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. I mean, he's like a professional musician. Maybe he's mean. He's probably had to be mean to some people. Maybe, uh, but yeah. then I think the more important uh, qualifier is that he's a cocksucker, um, which I actually I have an interview. Um, it's it's a little bit long, uh, but an interview sample with him talking to Anderson Cooper um, specifically about the use of the F word. Mm. Um, the one that I actually care about. Uh, maybe we could just like listen to that. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's take a listen. He, he Accusations that he promoted violence against women and gays. He's been branded a misogynist and a homophobe. I felt like I was being attacked. Like you were being singled out. I was being singled out and I felt like, is it because of the color of my skin? Is it because of that you're paying more attention? Is it, is it because there's certain rappers this that do sucks. and say the same things that I'm saying. Yeah, this is bad. And I don't it hear no one saying anything to. about that. I didn't just invent saying offensive things. This some is of, I mean, some of the lyrics like, you know, uh, in a song, Kill You, you're saying, bitch, I'm going to kill you. You, you, uh, you don't want to F with me. <laughs> You say, my words like a dagger with a jagged edge that'll stab you in the head. Whether you're a fag or a les, hate fags, the answer is yes. Yeah. The scene that I came up in, that <laughs> word was thrown around so much, you know? Faggot was like, it was thrown around constantly to each other, like, that makes it okay. in battling. That was but, just my... But, I mean, do, do you not like gay people? No, I don't have any problem with nobody. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just whatever. And for, you know, some parent who's listening to this and says, well, you know, my kid hears this, hears you calling somebody bitch or using the F word. You can, uh, you can to use it themselves. It out now Do you, you feel a sense of responsibility? Okay. I feel like it's your job to parent. But, wow. He's, he, 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 he really the victim here. You know, I've, I've, I'm, yeah, I'm glad that I we know I could that. not believe that he was being so whiny about it. Like, <laughs> I, I assumed he just sort of like saved that for his songs, but I was just like, you're really saying that people are picking on you because you're white for being a bigot. Um, mm. When clearly people have been like, uh, had issues with uh, rappers of like like black rappers specifically for being misogynist or homophobe or using homophobic language like in their songs like that I <laughs> yeah I think the only I think the only real difference is that Eminem is like one of the biggest rappers ever in terms of like sales and notoriety so I mean I just I was <laughs> real bummed out that he wasn't. Uh, I don't know, a little more self-aware. Yeah, no kidding. But but I do think his his point is not valid in terms of like it's excusing it, but he's saying like, well, this is the culture that I grew up mm-hmm. in. This is the culture that I'm a part of. <clears throat> this is how we use the word that and um we we don't use it to like just because we're using it doesn't mean that we have those uh feelings that um some other people in our culture share um, like homophobia or misogyny, which I'm like a little skeptical of. Yeah, me too. Um, But I I think the argument is interesting um, because I mean, I bring this up all the time, but Kendrick Lamar uses the word bitch constantly. But like when he does, I feel very um, comfortable in that he's doing theater 
and that he's telling stories and he's being an actual character. And when Eminem does, I feel like the most character work he does is being Slim Shady, which is just all of the worst parts of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if he's like earned the, the right to like, just have that short of a defense. No, I don't have a problem with nobody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, I feel like it is worth pointing out though, that by this time, Elton John has already become his mentor in terms of like addiction and uh, picking mm-hmm. himself up off his feet. Um, Wikipedia indicates that it's been around since 2007 that uh, Elton John and Eminem have been close and that Eminem or uh, Elton John has kind of guided him through addiction recovery. So I wonder how that changes the way he uses Elton John's name in this album. If like Elton John was okay with it or explicitly signed off on it or what? Yeah, I don't really know much about Elton John, but uh, he seems like he doesn't seem like a particularly sensitive man. Mm. Like I kind of feel like maybe he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's what I get. Yeah. And like, he would maybe think it's funny. Also, I think it's worth pointing out that, uh, Eminem, he, he places himself at like in this metaphor, he is a homosexual person. Yeah, that's true. Like he, He's saying, like, I'm like Elton John in that I'm a mean cocksucker. And he's using a double meaning, but he's also. Uh, so and, and he does it again a little later on in the song. Uh, do you want to just play the sample that says gay? Yep. Looking for some nookie or push them. Go ahead, fucking hate or push me. I told you ain't no fucking way to shush me. Call me a faggot because I hate a pussy. Man, the fuck up, sissy. Mm. Yeah, so at the end there. Yeah, that's that's why uh people that's why people are gay. It's, or that's why men specifically are gay. They just hate vaginas so much. They just hate them. They just ugh, can't stand them. <laughs> that's the only uh, reason. Yeah. Yeah, he's very in touch. <laughs> uh and then I also got a, a sound sample of um what I hinted at earlier of him explicitly saying that we're not going to get some sort of redemption arc out of him in terms of his misogyny mm. or sensitivity. Right. If you don't like it, you can kiss my ass and a lint thong. Now sing along, slut this, slut that, on the words of the song. Oh, bitches don't like that. Homie, I'll be nicer to women when not one man drowns and a human torch starts swimming. Man, I'm a cold soul. Homie, I'll be nicer also, to women really when str- Aquaman drowns and the human torch starts swimming. I don't think he's ever made like superhero references. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but I mean, this is, ap- I mean, after the age of like, oh, like a uh, superhero ubiquity has started. That's in true. Pop culture. So maybe, maybe that's where that's going. Yeah. Uh, also the homeboy Sandman, who I talked about a bunch in the last episode, he, he says in one of his songs, if Thanos really cared about people, why didn't he just make twice as much stuff? <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, maybe you don't understand that reference, Nathan, because you're, no, um, I understand about the whole snap thing and the getting rid of half the okay. population that whatnot. made its way to you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about this song? Carl Eric? Um, 
Let's see. Oh, no, other than the fact that it is the first of, and I just have been searching on Genius uh, to double check this. It's the first of two Michael J. Fox references on this album. Oh, that one's in here? Oh, really? Yeah, the first one is on here. No, the one that I sent you is in the next song. Okay. But I just now realized, oh, he also mentions Michael J. Fox again. Yeah, what's the... <laughs> See, he says, shit the day that happens, the world will stop spinning and Michael J. Fox will come to a standstill. Ooh. Yeah. I I figured if he was making Michael J. Fox references, they were going to be about Parkinson's and they were going to be extremely tasteful. It gets worse, though. It it gets worse. Wait, is that the next? uh, Oh, yeah. That's the the next song. Is that when he? No, it's in. That was in. Won't back down, I think. That's a Tom Petty song, Carl. I think you're getting confused. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's what I said, too. It's also a Sam Smith song. (laughs) Um, Should we Uh, move on to song number two? There's a lot of... Yeah. So, I don't want to talk about all of these songs. Yeah. uh, Because, like the rest of them, this is in the age of, like, early aughts CDs, and there's albums need to be uh, an hour and 20 minutes long. Uh, and mm-hmm. this one is just shorter that. So, do we want? Oh no, it is. Uh, hold on. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, won't back down. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I have some. I have some stuff to talk about and talking to myself. Okay, let's take a listen. I actually took a lot of. Stuff to some people for no reason, especially when you can't even write a decent puzzle. Even you're lying to yourself. You're slowly dying. You're denying your health is declining with your self-esteem. You're crying out for help. There's that auto tune that Eminem pretends to <laughs> dislike so much. Uh, would one of you like to synopsize this song? Uh, yeah. I didn't give it a close enough reading. It's it's not it's not super coherent, um, but it's kind of a lot of it has to do with uh, Eminem's recovery, the theme of the album, the title of the album. Uh, and Eminem is kind of reflecting for one of the first times we've heard him actually be reflective. I was going through yeah, growing pains. Nice. Hatred was flowing through my veins on the verge of going insane. I almost made a song dissing Lil Wayne. Well, if yeah, you can believe what, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then later he says almost went at Kanye too. Yeah. God, it feels like I'm going psychotic. Thank God that I didn't do it. I'd have had my ass handed to me and I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, again, this brings me back to the fact that like so far at at this point in the album, it really feels like making a connection with your singing competition show. um, I felt like a lot of this was a bad American Idol audition. Like some guy who chooses he's going to do his own rap song, his own song that he wrote instead of, instead of like the one Rihanna and Eminem song that everyone knows. Yeah. That's some of this is just kind of like, Oh, okay. Like musically. Yeah. It's, uh, this is probably some of the least compelling, um, it's not, it's not the worst flow because I really dislike most of the, like Slim Shady LP and Marshall Mathers LP flow. But 
in terms of production, this is probably like my least favorite beats in general. Uh, like in uh, this whole album, mm-hmm. and this song isn't any different. There's some like nice moments, but they're not especially catchy. Right. When it does feel a little bit like this is in sort of musically a bit of a no man's land coming out in 2010. Yeah. Like it generated a, a big pop hit um, in love the way you lie, but it's sort of like trying to, it's almost its own kind of adolescent sort of thing. Like it, it, the, the musically he's going through growing pains because it is this weird I think all the music around was sort of shifting you know between the early aughts and um, kind of you know where we're at now a little bit um, but 2010 I'm trying to think of other stuff that was coming out Love like for right. instance yeah no I mean just like <laughs> hip hop like yeah Lil Wayne because Kanye West was doing yeah I mean Kanye was starting to get big that was the year uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came out yeah and and that was like on the edge of it didn't really sound like anything else right yeah you know it had all those like human voice yeah. but now you go back music and, and listen to that album and it's kind of like oh yeah like this is familiar to me now because like this set the tone for so much of what was coming after it and this album i think kind of gets a little bit lost in the that transition period it feels like an like a an out of touch person mm-hmm. <laughs> produced it Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I, for, I forgot to mention I kind of buried the lead uh, because Carl Eric isn't just on the show because he's our college friend, but he's a musician in his own right, and he's been a music industry professional for uh, basically since I've seen him last, mm-hmm. uh, like eight years ago. <laughs> um, because you you write for well, I don't actually know exactly a, all of what you I'm do. A- I'm primarily, I'm a publicist. You're a publicist. So mm. I write emails to the people that write this Very stuff. Very good. <laughs> so I, I write emails to people like Ann Powers, who had to say about this album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in P- Pitchfork's review for this album, they gave it a 2.8. The whole, whereas they gave Relapse, I think, like a 6.8. That's it, Or something like that. Ludicrous. It was much more generous. And they gave this a 2.8. And uh, one of the quotes here was, uh, there's a lack of lyrical depth. And, quote, for the first time in his career, he actually sounds clumsy. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I feel like maybe they didn't listen to Encore. I mean, it's... Which is yeah. an absolute trash album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is, like, way behind this. Yeah. But, yeah, a, a lot of it is, it's unsurprisingly hollow inane rarely resonates um wow. la times said uh his rhyme schemes he called his rhyme schemes dazzling and wordplay quote-unquote clever but mm. panned its production as monochromatic and monotonous and i think that it feels yeah. like that although i think the the wordplay is also a little bit like there's great, there's great wordplay, but like word pla- wordplay does not a good lyric make alone. Yeah. You know, right. like what are you saying? And I think there's a lot of like, 
he's just trying to get in the flow. He sounds like he's he's freestyling a lot of the time. Yeah. This comes into stark relief a little bit later, which we'll get to when Lil Wayne shows up and just uh, <laughs> just absolutely blows him out of the water with his bizarre brain. Mm. Uh, so we'll, we'll get to that. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, once again, like, cause I haven't really listened to Lil Wayne since we covered T-Pain, but I was just like, damn, what an interesting person <laughs> that mm-hmm. he thinks about the, these things this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have some sound samples from talking to myself. Uh, one of his vulnerable moments I caught in an ultimately very vulnerable song. Yeah. Hey, yo. Before I start this song, man, I just want to thank everybody for being so patient and being with me over these last couple of years while I figure this shit out. That's like anti-bragging. Yeah. <laughs> like, <I can't. laughs> That's the intro to the song. Um, then uh, along those lines, there's an apology for the last two albums. You want to play that? Yeah, I do. The last two albums didn't count. Encore, I was on drugs, relapse, I was flushing them out. I've come to make it up to you now, no more fucking around. I got something to prove to fans, cause I feel like I let them down. So please accept my apology, I finally feel like I'm back to normal. I feel like me again. Let me formally reintroduce myself to you for those of you who don't know. The new me's back to the old me and hold me out on show no. Sounds are slowing up, I'm when I'm blowing up all over. My life is no longer a movie, but the show ain't over, homos. I'm back with a vengeance, homie. Weezy, keep your head up. T, I keep your head up. Kanye, keep your head up, don't let up, just keep slaying them Rest in peace to DJ M, cause I know what it's like I struggle with this shit every single day and I'm Uh, the show's not over, homos (laughs) 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 Had to slip something in there Um, yeah, so... Maybe like a it, maybe it was like a little bit more. See, I I still don't really understand why he apologized so much after the last album because I know that like he 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 references the. Did you listen to Relapse at all? I've, I mean, I I didn't listen to it today, but I've heard it. You've before. heard it, yeah. Uh, do, Nathan and I kind of disagree on this, but Nathan thinks that it's absolutely chock full with. Uh, um, Caribbean accents mm-hmm. and I was like hearing it sometimes and other times I couldn't necessarily pick it apart from just like a an affected delivery did you do you did you have that feeling when you first listened yeah, to relapse I mean I I don't know I guess I would have to I would have to go back and listen for that in particular like it's not something that has that caught my ear um in particular, but I would say in general, I've always associated Eminem a little bit with like this surprising sort of uh, a little bit of like a Caribbean type thing that every once in a while, like it pops up. And right. I've always just associated it with like, he must be listening to a little bit of reggae, but like not studying it like it's right. just kind of on in the background and he's like oh that's a cool thing and then put it in the studio but not really maybe even intending to yeah i feel like the line well i mean what i i i don't i'm not 100 percent behind this argument but i feel like the line between um accent and like delivery is just like really tricky to like 
But he specifically, I think in a later song, apologizes for using Caribbean accents in relapse. Which is interesting because uh, I believe it was at the Golden Globes. I don't know. Did you guys hear about Tom Hanks' son? Uh, Colin Hanks? Chet? Or, Colin? No, not Colin. The Different other son. Huh? The other son. Chet or Chat or Chaz or something he has had like some viral uh red carpet thing where he did this whole patois like i mean it's like really good though i mean to my ears it's really good and i don't know if he's like lived there or something but people are just like really confused by it because he just posted this clip of him like just happened this just like a week or two ago Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like um, when uh, what's his name did that on SNL? Adrian Brody. <laughs> what? Adrian Brody. I don't remember that. It was it was cut because it was oh abs- <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> it's it really offensive. It's, it was <laughs> yeah. it's also that it's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one musical moment. I haven't had a lot of like sort of music th- theory nerd moments on this show. Uh, sorry. That's not true on this season. Mm. Um, but uh, there's this kind of moment where the the background vocals had this rhythm that kind of formed a polyrhythm with like Eminem's flow. And I think it sounds tense and interesting in a way that we typically don't get uh, with the actual melodic material in Eminem's music. Usually it's just him against a pretty square beat. But there was a moment where there was like three layers going on, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. The maniac is not his model. He's not a desperado. He's desperate. His thoughts are bottled inside him. One foot on the brake, one on the throttle. Falling asleep with riders block in the parking lot of McDonald's. But instead of feeling sorry for yeah. yourself. Yeah. I like that. The oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. With the auto tune once again. Mm-hmm. I, I would say, too, like this chorus, I like this. I mean, uh musically like i think this is maybe the only other song off this album that i had heard but i didn't know that i had heard it until even just yeah just i recognized it but this chorus like it's a pretty good like kind of pop hip-hop chorus it feels like a like a like a gwen stefani or a pink style which yeah absolutely yeah Mm mm-hmm well, Pink should we sure. should we move on? Uh, there's, I don't necessarily know if I have much to say about on fire, but there's yeah, there's a line about how he's on the extent to which he's on fire. Do you want to play that sound sample, Nathan, and then we can mm. move on? Yep. He's he's so hot. I'm so hot. My motherfucking fire truck's on fire, homie. (laughs) (laughs) I love his delivery. He's just like so resigned. It's like, oh man, I'm so so on fire. My fire truck's on fire. Ah man. And it's it's delivered like an ad lib. Like he's just (laughs) waxing philosophical about uh, his heat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh. Yeah, I think that's all I really have to say about that one. Do you have any notes on on fire? No, Carl Eric. Yeah, yeah. let's. Well, and then Pink actually does show up. Yeah, she does show up on "Won't Back oh, Down," yeah, you have which is the one that, that I definitely have something to say about. Yeah. Like 
What was that line that that you played? The he's. I think he's. I'm trying to look for it. I think he says he's he's going to spaz like a goddamn Taz. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He does say As that in, because because it, you had the you had the cat scans bananas thing right before that right. Oh, wasn't maybe. that in there? No, no, no. I I didn't ask you to put it in there, but I I it just started playing and then I lost where we were in the song. But uh, that's like right after that. Yeah, he he has a lot of fun rhymes in this one. Uh, I mean, I have another sound sample where it just says, this is very good, but I don't remember what it is. Maybe it's when he rhymes cat scans with bananas. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the way that he says bananas is so strange to make it fit. That's why it like caught me. Because I'm like, well, what is the connection here? Lines are like mom's cat scans because they fucking go bananas. I don't understand. I'm guessing that. he's saying that his his mom he They're, regularly talks about how insane his mom mm-hmm. is and unstable she is. Yeah. And I so guess maybe if she were if she had a cat scan, it would be like curvy and yellow. <laughs> Full Brown of potassium with spots. <laughs> mm. Um Calcium. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh let's let's see if he um, talks about bananas in this sound sample. Nope, no bananas. No, not that one. Yes, he uh, has I think no it's bananas. worth. It, I think it's worth noting that this song is like a, a slow six-eight blues, mm-hmm. where each of the six beats it has swung mm-hmm. subdivisions inside of it, uh, and it's pretty rhythmically tense. And I think he does a. It's one of the more enjoyable flow mm-hmm. deliveries yeah. on this on this album because of that. Because we're getting something different than what he typically does. Yeah. This is also the one where um, we have the second Michael J. Fox reference of this album. (laughs) Oh, we've been waiting for Um, it. So, it's in verse two, and it starts off with this. I'll just read, like, the first... Oh, boy. Yeah, it's the first three three lines. It's just, like, try to understand... Um, okay. <laughs> also, the genius uh, annotations on this are hilarious. Right. <laughs> but girl, shake that ass like a donkey with Parkinson's. Mm. Make like Michael J. Fox is in your drawers, playing with an etch a sketch. <laughs> wow. Which, okay. <laughs> really, we're into the territory where like it, it's making me think that Eminem is just like the n- modern like adult version of the band LFO. Okay. <laughs> um, Flavor of the week. Because they famously had a, oh, yeah, no, wait, that's they, the other, no the that was, uh, that was, uh, I'm American. sexy and I know it. Is that them? No. That's LFO LMA. was, uh, summer girls. Do you remember that song? Uh, sing the, it. Sing the whole there, thing. Real there quick. was a, okay. So I can, I can sing a part of, uh, no, I, um, I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Chinese food makes me sick. Mm. I think it's fly when girls stop by for the <gasps> summer. For the summer, I yes. do remember that. Yeah, and then they had another another song called um, 
uh, girl on TV or something. And it's about how he fell in love with some girl, some actor. But there was a line there that said, that is this, Shooby Doo Wop and Scooby Snacks, mm. Metafly Girl and I Can't Relax. Wow. And it's kind of like, okay, like you said that, but what? And I think uh, some of this like really makes me feel that way. <laughs> there's just there's just more cussing. Like that's that's it. Mm. Um, but yeah, make like Michael J. Fox is in your drawers playing with an etch a sketch. Like he was thinking about Michael J. Fox almost as much as Elton John. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess he's the new Christopher Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. The, yeah, the he was new, fixated um, on Christopher Reeves for the last album or two. But on on Genius, um, the annotation for this line is just really funny to me because it says, the explanation, there's a picture of Michael J. Fox in an extra sketch, <laughs> and it says, Michael J. Fox is a famous actor that has Parkinson's disease, <laughs> a nervous system disorder that causes the sufferer to often shake uncontrollably. An Etch-A-Sketch is a toy that you shake to erase pictures that you've made on it, further adding to the shaking. But beneath that, it says, also, also. ass is another word for donkey, and one who uses an Etch-A-Sketch could be called a drawer. Um, and then, and then somebody, commented on, somebody commented on it. I'm like, here's the thing where like, I'm being put in my place because there's way more going on in this line than I think I originally thought. Um, someone commented, snacks at all. I think, what, I think what he's trying to tell the girl to do is to shake her rear like Michael J. Fox is in her underwear, shaking uncontrollably. Both lines mean the same thing, only the second line replaces Donkey with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> the people that are, are on this site commenting on Genius are, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- there, are, there are five comments on this. Like, people are discussing this line, people which is hilarious. <laughs> this might be one of the most uh, Genius lyrics um, artists yeah that we've covered Mm -hmm. i think he also uh later in that verse um says i'm a shit stain on the underwear of life (laughs) so uh (laughs) he says that and then also brings back the 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 the, um the underwear motif so yeah uh is anything else we should say about won't, won't back down it's. I mean, it's. He got it, fired by. Tom, he got sued by Tom Petty. Oh, okay. I was gonna make a joke about how it's a not very faithful <laughs> cover of the Tom Petty song, but you beat right. me there. <laughs> um, uh, Tom Petty's got to make that paper. Yeah. Do you want to move? Should on? we talk about WTP? WTP. Oh, yes. Last chance we have it is getting home. Now can I get that lap dance? She's got a tattoo on me right up off her ass, man. Streets of Warren, Michigan, we call them tramp stamps. That means she belongs to me. Time to put the damn clamps down and show this hussy who's the man. Now get amped, dance. Now you can do this on your own, but everyone knows that no one likes to be alone. So get on the floor and grab somebody. That chorus really sounds yeah. yeah. like That's a great chorus. So let's have us a little this song rules. I, this is the most fun, this I think, on the album. This is definitely the most fun. This is the first time th- through this album that I was like, okay, I this is like, I, I'm having a good time he's 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 um he's not punching up or down he's just punching himself (laughs) but not in a in a sad way 
but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And he's not being particularly offensive. Um, I mean, he's being crass, obviously. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's kind of an ICP song. To, it's very yeah, much an yeah. ICP song. Yeah, White Trash I mean, Party. And he's just like, t- a lot of it is like the setting. This is the first time where I, I, I think very visually. And this is the first time where like a picture was painted for me. It's of like vivid. where we're at. And I started to feel a little bit more like, oh, this is his hometown, Michigan. I believe him. This is the first time that I like believe anything that he said so far. Yeah. Um, and uh, I liked that, I guess. I mean, I didn't read it super closely, but um, just in terms of it, it, it evoked. Some, this is the first time that something was like evoked in me. <laughs> that made me want to keep listening. Yeah. He tells just a lot of jokes in this album. Uh, Nathan, do you want to play the, um, the one that doesn't say cool phrasing? <clears throat> yeah. He's taking the common idea of having junk in your trunk, but then mixing it with the concept of being white trash and having a profanely messy car. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really clever and Mm -hmm. really silly. And, and like, it's very visual. Coleslaw containers, empty yeah, straw wrappers. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I can smell this car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I've been in this car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he also says later, I'm mixing Hennessy in Fanta with Pepto and Mylanta, <laughs> which is a great rhyme, but it's also just like, oh, like, I don't think they do that in New York. <laughs> and I, I, I just kind of like that. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the T Pain song. I think maybe it was on his album with with Wheezy. Mm, I'm not sure. There's one song that's just all about how specifically in Tallahassee, the status car is a Chevrolet truck, and it's this whole song about the Chevrolet truck lifestyle, um, and. You feel like you're, yeah, you're getting to like take part in a specific piece of culture um, that is foreign to you, um, and you're just kind of getting invited along, and it's like strangely hospitable, even though it's really silly, and you don't necessarily want to be a part of that culture. <laughs> uh, looks like you had one more sound sample for this one. Oh, yeah, it's called yeah. "Cool Phrasing." Yes, "Cool Phrasing," bro. So let's have us a little match that if anyone asks it ain't no one but us trash you don't know you better Yeah, that is that is cool. Yeah, that was good. Interesting yeah. emphases there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I'm ready to move on if y'all yeah. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't do we Okay, so the changes? only thing that I want to talk about in that I mean, unless you all have more things to say about it. Um WTP. No, we or, just talked about that. We're in there. going through changes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a cool meter change in it that I want to emphasize, but other than that, I don't necessarily know how much I have to say about it. No, I don't just... have anything to say about this except this was one of the other. This was like the next song after WTP going into this. I started feeling it, 
and I was like, oh, like I am so far, like there's a string of two songs where I'm like just enjoying listening to this. I, there wasn't anything in the song itself that like had me pay attention other than the fact that I liked the use of that sample. The sum of all the parts. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Go ahead and pl- go ahead and play your general clip of it, Nathan. Yeah. That's the sound. That's the meter change right there. That feels like Eminem to me. Yeah. Like, like the first time I ever heard Eminem, like as a middle schooler or whatever, that is the closest thing to, to that, I think. So that's Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, it's just a Black Sabbath. Uh, it's changes. Mm-hmm. Changes. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be an, a very interesting uh, sample for him to. Yeah. He should have sampled that. Uh, maybe he does in his most recent album. I haven't listened yet. Although I think someone recently sampled changes in it in like a pop hip hop song in the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's not that interesting of an idea. The, the, what's interesting to me is Eminem trying to do something with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I, I guess he's saying that he looks fat. <laughs> I was just looking at the lyric. I missed this the last time. I walk around the house trying to fight mirrors. I can't stand what I look like. Yeah, I look fat. But what do I care? I give a fuck. Only thing I feel I fear is Haley. I mean, again, he does say, I sincerely apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I really have to double tap on this. If all that I sound like is I'm complaining, but life keeps on complicating. Yeah. Yeah, he he talks a lot about uh, Deshaun or Proof. Um, I guess, I think it's his Mm -hmm. childhood friend or maybe a person that he collaborated with. I Uh, saw some genius in... I he saw some genius annotation that said that he was sort of um, the, uh, how do I say this? Uh, the the black person who vouched for Eminem mm. in the hip hop community first, mm. before Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. So that is, I'm sure, worth a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about that, that meter change. So just a, uh, explicitly say what's going on he's going from a, a standard like four four hip-hop beat into a slow three four for that uh i'm going through changes song when that comes in and i feel like that's pretty atypical for a hip-hop song and i feel like the tempo changes quite a bit too but it feels pretty natural and it makes sense i think yeah i think it sounds good uh it's not like jarring or contrived the way it transitions right at least for me yeah, do you want to play it one more time so people can count if they want? Yeah, I'll play your sound sample this time. Should we move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, there's. Not afraid? I I recognize this song. 
I have heard this song before. Oh, really? I don't know if yeah. I have. Hmm. Yeah, let's take a listen. this on the radio or something cameron i think so it sounds familiar to me um there's a whole genius annotation about the concept of fucking the world okay um, yeah <laughs> what it, which i want to read uh in its entirety eminem has previously used the phrase fuck the world on his older lps now on recovery he's moved on to bigger and better things upgrading from the world to universe <laughs> earth is also another word for dirt so that ties in yeah. uh leave it <laughs> Seems like he's taking Lil Wayne's metaphor from We Be Steady Mobbin one step further, which is nice since Lil Wayne was building on Tupac's Fuck the World motto, quoted earlier in the verse. Um, and then another annota- annotation says, M may have been inspired by Tupac's homie Castro's line on Last One's Left, and if the world was a girl, I'd stick my dick in the ground. That sounds like an old time lyric to me. Oh God! <laughs> if the river was whiskey and I was a duck, I'd dive <laughs> to the bottom, bottom and never, never come, up. come up. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, there is another really great annotation um, in verse one when he says, "So fuck the world, feed it beans. It's gassed up if it thinks it's stopping me." So there's an explanation there that was just it for a second. I was sort of like thinking that for a second, this song feels like there's kind of, it's a bit anthemic, you know, but feed it beans, it's gassed up. And it's like, Oh, did you have to go there? Um, and bringing potty humor. Into this. One, yeah. <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the annotations on that line is to quote, gas somebody up is to falsely pump up their ego. Okay. And of course, Beans give people gas. <laughs> so, grace oh, again. Oh, wait, wait, hang on. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. I <laughs> No, no, okay. I hmm, I think I'm starting to get it. Yeah. Uh, no, wait, it, it's going it's moving too fast. I don't get it. There's a lot less farting on on this album than there is in Encore or other previous albums, I I will say. Because in in Encore in the is it just lose it? Is that the name of the song with Michael Jackson? But there's specifically a moment in the track where he says something like, just let one rip girl. No one's going to notice. And then there's a fart sound, but it's at the same time as a, um, a CD skip. Mm -hmm. And in the fiction of the song, he's telling the women in the club that, they can safely fart because there's so many people and it's quiet and, uh, or it's too loud to notice. Mm -hmm. But then in the fiction of the song, the CD skips and everyone is able to hear in that one perfect (laughs) moment of art and detect who it's coming from. And then he says, "Haha! now everyone has heard that you have farted. (laughs) That's a great, I mean, that's a great bit of comedy there. Um, I didn't know that that was, uh, such a part of his, um, he gets a little bit scatological. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's plenty. I mean, I mean, for someone who calls himself a shit stain on the underwear of life, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, yeah. Uh, he acknowledges his accent work on relapse in this song. Do you want to play that sound sample? Yes, I do. Let's be honest, at last we laughed, CD was said Perhaps I ran them accents into the ground But relax, I ain't going back Nobody to that now. now All I'm trying to say is get back to Black Cloud Cause I ain't playing around I like that he he dipped into that accent when he said Yeah, uh, he does he it. Overdid it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> In fact, let's be honest, that last relapse CD was eh Perhaps I ran them accents into the ground Relax, I ain't going back to that now I didn't notice that. Does he say into the ground? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, it again. yeah he really uh, <laughs> he does it. That's he really the thing. dropped right in that accent again. Let's be honest. At last, we let CD was said. Perhaps I ran them accents into the ground. Relax, I'm yeah. going back yeah. to that now. Okay. Right. I guess I am just sort of deaf to this kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm being ableist. But, but I get what you're saying, though, because I don't think that it's something like a lot of the time I just, I can't, I can't hear it. Cause like they're always stretching things out and trying to make things rhyme. Yeah. And all of this is stolen anyway. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of hard to draw the line sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that he, he has those lines right after, some fairly uh, heartfelt seeming lines. He says, and to the fans, I'll never let you down again. I'm back. I promise to never go back on that promise. So he's like, he's pretty down on himself um, for that relapse album. It's kind of like an apology that you get from someone where you don't necessarily need it. And you're like, can you, this is starting to feel like it's more like about you. And yeah, can we can exactly. you just drop it and just move totally. on? And, and- <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, like to start the album the way he did, like that was enough. Yeah. More show, less tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to skip to the Lil Wayne song? Sure. Unless y'all want to talk about seduction specifically. No, that's not okay. But yeah, it's ex- it's just about how he is. Um, He's Mister Steelio sex- Girl. Yeah, he and yeah, and women are objects, and he's going to steal your property from you nah. if you don't rap as well as he does. Exactly. So there you go. That's the song. So we'll move on. We'll skip that one and go on to the one called "No Love." Is it? Wait, that's the one with Lil Wayne, right? Yeah, "No Love." This is my favorite one. Okay, yeah, here we go. All about my dough, but I don't even check the peephole. So you could keep knocking, but won't knock me down. No love lost, no love found. It's a little too late to say that you're sorry now. You kicked me when I was down, but what you say just don't hurt me. Yes, it don't hurt. I don't need you no more. It's like listening to Girl Talk or something. It's yeah. like Eminem combined I... with Lil Wayne and. Uh, C- is that CNC Music Factory? Yeah. yeah. I love no. that song. <laughs> what is love, anyway? No, it's Hadaway. It's Hadaway? Isn't that it? Oh. I'm, sh- I'm sure what it am says I thinking so of? On, the, on the genius. What, what did CNC what Music love? Factory do? What is love? They did everybody dance now. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Hadaway, you got it. My bad. Um, so, I want to highlight just a little bit of... Lil Wayne's lyrics. And then I want to talk about his, um, uh, I don't know what the name for, is it hype man work or like echoing stuff in Eminem's verse? 
because that's probably my favorite, <laughs> my favorite part. Uh, but let's like let's check out his his lyrics a bit. Will you play that sound sample that says uh, Wheezy's brain is incredible? Yes. Dirt on me and grow a wildflower, but it's fuck the world. Get a child out of yeah, my life a bitch, but you know nothing about her. Been the hell and back. I can show you vouchers. Huh? It's, uh, <laughs> throw dirt on me and grow a wildflower, but it's fuck the world. Get a child out her. Yeah, my life a bitch, but you know nothing about her. Been to hell and back. I can show you vouchers. So basically he's taking, he's taking a, like an aphorism or a a platitude and then saying something is just expanding the world of that little platitude in a really bizarre way. Like fuck the world, get Mm -hmm. a child out her, which is just, I feel like the song should just stop. So I can like process that before he moves on. (laughs) Uh, And he's got hell vouchers. Uh, but mostly what I liked about Lil Wayne's uh, presence on the song is um, his his affirmations of the things that Eminem has to say. Uh, and I don't know if he's just there, like, overdubbing, listening back, and then just laughing <laughs> like a creepy little imp <laughs> whenever Eminem's... Or, like, or do, does he just have, like, a like a B-roll of reactions and then they just plug it in? Uh, I don't know, but... Either way, I, I like it. Uh, can you do the one that says, Wheezy thinks that was funny? Yes. It's a little gremlin just <laughs> over your shoulders, giggling, he, cackling. He does, think that, he does think that cunnilingus is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if we've learned nothing from his presence on T-Pain songs. Uh, and then there's like a bunch of just like, um, there's uh, two samples of him being very encouraging to Eminem, which I think is sweet. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's making sort of like audible stank face. Like he's just really enjoy. Like I, if I've learned anything from like podcasting and like listening to podcasting and doing it is just that it can help when you have a sort of audience surrogate or some sort of surrogate to, it's nice to watch someone else enjoy something else. Like one of my favorite snarky puppy videos has just like a crew with the um, with the singers and with the like synth players and horn players like just in the audience, um, but they're obviously like close friends of the people mm-hmm. like taking these solos and they have their headphones on and um, every time like uh, you know the synth player will do like a, a particularly nasty riff, they'll just like uh, silently make a lot of noise. <laughs> You know, just sort of go like, oh my God. <laughs> and 
yeah, like watching other people like enjoy something is sometimes as enjoyable, if not more than like enjoying the thing itself. And it sort of instructs you how to appreciate it. And I feel like uh, Wheezy does a really good job of that in this mm. song and amplifies uh, what Eminem's doing. Um, and then there's, I think, one more sound sample of him doing just that. Yeah. To the parking lot, fellow. Set fire to the mic, ignite the crowd. Yeah. You can see the sparks from hot metal. Yeah. Cold hearted from the dab, oh, guarded the game. I soul started a rock fellow with him, not even in the harshest. You can see the game was sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, crazy, man. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. That's whatever you're talking about for you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <sighs> Also, there's a great line in here. I, I think I actually, I, I genuinely like this one. When I'm not even in my harshest, you can still get roasted because Marsh is not mellow. Like, that's a good line. <laughs> that's a good line. That is a good line. That's, that, that almost feels like a, uh, a little Wayne style line. I wonder if he's uh, yeah. Yeah. taking some Wayne influence. Marshall's For people who haven't put it together, it's because his name is Marshall, Marshall. Mathers. Marshall it took me a, a second. I'm like, Marsh is not, is he just saying Marshmallow's mm-hmm. apropos of nothing? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Roasted marshmallows. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, it, it says here, interestingly, actually it says in the genius annotation, Interestingly, M used the line, quote, I'm Marsh, but you're the one that's mellow, while roasting another MC at the 1997 Rap Olympics. Huh. And the the new thing is, um, you know, this line that we just heard, it's better than that, than what he originally said. But it suddenly got me thinking about something. I wonder if this, I wonder if this is more this art form is more akin to stand-up comedy than it is to like songwriting in the traditional sense. Like trying things out, like having a bit that you return to yes. oh. and like trying it out <laughs> over salad. and over again. Yeah. <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> yeah. That was just like a, a little tidbit thought. Yeah. I think that, I think that tracks. Uh, I mean, he certainly does that with his Christopher Reeves jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and being self-referential is like pretty important to him. <clears throat> um, and continuing to try to one up himself and uh, heightened, heighten the bit. Yeah. But I mean, thinking of it that way changes the way that I approach, like approach, uh, trying to understand the content a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a thought that had never occurred to me until just now. Um, should we move on? I don't think I want to talk about Spacebound. No. <laughs> no, that's not great. I got nothing. That song doesn't exist. Um, should we talk about C- Cinderella Man? Sure, why not? I think this one's kind of fun. to lose him. How about you? Now guess who? Here's the clue. He came to the ball and his wife beat him. Lost his Nike shoe. It's in your ass. He's in your ass. He's all up in your psyche too. Now, what's his name? Cinderella Man. 
that feels crooked, like phrase length wise, but it, it's not. I counted it up. He goes um, one Cinderella man, and it's like three beats, and then he repeats it, and then he says Cinderella, which is two beats. So it adds up to eight, but it feels really crooked, like the way he delivers it. And I don't know if that's because he like cuts out a partial measure before the chorus starts. It was kind of fun to like be kind of rhythmically stumped by this song. I don't know actually what's going on, but that transition from the uh, verse to the Cinderella man singing was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out where the origin of the phrase Cinderella man came from. Uh, Is it just not the movie? Well, I, I would have thought that except there's a, there's a rush song from 1975 called Cinderella man off of uh, farewell yeah. to Kings. I was a big rush head back in the day. I, we know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll put a link. <laughs> a link to yeah, me. I did, I did check when I listened to this uh, this afternoon to see when that Russell Crowe movie came out. And it came out in 2005. Because I oh, was okay. like, oh, was this within two years of this album? Right. And it was just like, oh, I just saw the movie. I got a great <laughs> idea for a song. <laughs> Finally came out on yeah. Netflix. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Apparently it was the uh, nickname you know, of a boxer named James J. Braddock. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, and he, but uh, the, uh, the Marsh is, uh, I think he has talked about how he's a boxing fan before. Oh, know. maybe. So he's, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm sure that there's some connection there. Well, I think, I think we should head towards wrapping this up. Do you want to just like breeze through? So there's, uh, and just like, we'll, we'll name each song briefly, like just pass over it. And then if you have something specific to say about it, we can dive into it. But all I really want to talk about is, uh, the song's so bad. Okay. Because I think it's really funny. Oh, and then we could talk about Love the Way You Lie, which is the... Oh, yeah, You yeah. know, the one with Rihanna. Um, okay. But uh, there's 25 to Life. That's a song about how he's done his time in hip-hop and how he's leaving, apparently. Which doesn't make any um, sense. Right, but it's it's a breakup song, and it I didn't realize until he made it explicit in the song that it's about breaking up with hip-hop music. Um, and that it like gets in the way of his relationships and that it's jealous. And so, but I wasn't particularly interested in it and I be mostly cause it didn't make any sense. Cause I was like, well, I don't feel like you're actually leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's so bad, which is how he's, it's a song about how he's not so bad at sex. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to listen to uh, that sound sample? Yeah. Okay. There ain't nobody as promised. Me, I'm as calm as the breeze. I'm the bee's knees, his legs, and his arms. I'm a superstar, girl. I'm ready for your mama. Why you think the only thing I got on is my pajamas? So bad. I'm so good, but I'm so bad. I know that what I'm trying to uh, attract the, the attention, the sexual attention of, uh, of another person. I'm usually in my pajamas. They're the sexiest of all clothing. Which currently is uh, an old, like, it's it's old panels from Star Wars comics, like, on really, really baggy. Wait, you wear you wear comics as clothes? You freaking nerd, uh, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Did you I get them laminated or something? I hope. Otherwise, they're just going to tear right open and your ding-ding is going to fall out. Uh, 
I hadn't thought of that. That's a good, that's there's a, a, good there's a store um, in the U district uh, called comics as clothes and cards. Oh, <laughs> not there isn't really, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would be a funny store. You know what? We should open uh, that store. I will open it. You kind of just reminded me of the the Get Smart movie um, with Steve Carell. No, no, the like original, the actual. I thought that was a the TV original show. actor. Then it was well. There was a movie. Yeah, and then they made called one or the two nude movies. Bomb. The nude bomb. And it's you a see Get it? Smart movie. He, oh. It's referenced in Freaks and Geeks. Okay, that's right. I forgot. No, yeah, I've actually dad seen says, it. Hey, that's a dirty movie. He goes, Dad, it's a Get Smart movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The premise of the movie is that there's a supervillain who is going to. Uh, set off a bomb that will destroy all, you know, fabrics, basically. (laughs) Uh, And then there's a great scene where uh, people are trying to, like, talk about contingency plans. Like, you know, all the world leaders are like, well, what do we do if it actually comes off? Uh, Like, if if this bomb goes off and they're like, well, we could wear food, (laughs) but then we'd have to put all of our clothes in the fridge. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) Uh, and there's a scene which I feel like has been parodied a lot in various comics and other shows where, um, uh, get smart, like whatever the character's name is. Maybe is I think name his name get is smart? get smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First name, get last name, smart. Uh, he, he gets cloned a bunch of times and gets into a big clone fight. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's kind of grim because there's like just a lot of corpses. A clone yeah. war. Yeah, yeah, it's a clone. Begun this clone war has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a uh, famously paid homage to in the uh, Matrix. This is uh, the Matrix sequels. The Agent Smith. Yeah. Was oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another tangent, but is where uh, in the MTV uh, awards where they parody Matrix reloaded and uh sean william scott is agent smith and he um uh he gets wanda sykes who's the oracle and starts turning him into another sean william scott and he says you'll like being a dude (laughs) 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 which which i think is a really funny joke (laughs) that makes you think (laughs) that's a way homer (laughs) yeah yeah oh that's funny uh it's good Uh, stuff um okay so there's the sample about him being in pajamas to attract a mate um and by the way that scene is all in a car so he's come to pick up this woman in a car and he's in his pajamas and that means he wants to that's going to result in sex which i think he's this is a funny song on purpose uh and then there's a line about um some some uh, very classy alcohol, if you want to play that. Okay. I do like that he. Um, I said the right things. <laughs> yeah, I say the right things. That is that's hilarious. I like that he says. So stop at the store, pick a pine up, 
let's get the pineapple schnapps going. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't really pronounce That's the T crazy. though, so it's like pineapple. So let's get the pineapple schnapps. So he really uh, makes the the words rhyme. Lots of repetition. Yeah, I feel like I would have given it to him without that. At that point, it's <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Didn't have to try that hard, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about almost famous. Mm-mm. It's Except not. For, it's not a. Okay, there's it's not what, Cameron Crowe's best movie. That's for sure. Yeah. Not his worst. Definitely you, not his worst. Um, hot take. I think that Jerry Maguire is garbage. And really, I actually haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't like it. The guys on Blank Check like it a lot. I've never I've seen it. it. Yeah, I think that it is so dated and so bizarre. And there's some nice moments. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. is like really charming, but most of the time, Tom Cruise just kind of feels like a sociopath in it. Here oh, is, awesome. I don't think you're supposed to think that he is. Here is my sort of. Uh, not hot. I mean, it's had. I've had. It's had years to cool down. Um, <laughs> but maybe my unpopular opinion about Cam and Crow. I love Elizabeth Town. Whoa. Whoa! I've never seen Elizabeth. I like but people that movie. It. I people hate it. I like that movie. I think it's a great romantic comedy, and it has an incredible soundtrack. Shit! Damn! Yeah. And it doesn't just feel like a a, a copy paste of what's it called uh, garden state no I, no no i actually i prefer even even wow. yeah because they came out at the same time i much preferred uh elizabeth town to garden state really? at the time but i like couldn't say it to anyone because they're like garden state's the best movie in the world and it's yeah. like how many well. movies have you seen <laughs> one <laughs> that was kind of my thought yeah People are like reenacting the scene where Natalie Portman uh, gives um, Scrubs the headphones, yeah. but but it's with the movie Guarded State. It's like, mm-hmm. have you seen this? It's changed my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, and so many other things copied that. Like I have been rewatching The Office, and there was an episode from like around that time in one of the first couple seasons in the second first or second season and that exact thing happens where they share the headphone and both listen to the same song yeah it's right. very romantic and it's a similar type of thing anyway. only 90s kids will understand <laughs> so <laughs> um will you play the one sound sample i took from almost famous yes the song not the movie I get it. Because anti-disestablishmentarianism is a long word. I like the first part. The the idea that dick's too short a word for my dick, I think is funny. (laughs) But then I feel like uh, his heightening of the joke uh, left something to be desired. Yeah. But I like the initial concept. So, yeah. Uh, should we listen to love the way you lie and then, uh, stop? <laughs> yeah, I'm good with that. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Great. With the wind in his back, she's slow as lame, but when it's bad, it's awful. I feel so ashamed. I snap. Who's that dude? I don't even know his name. I laid hands on him. I never stoop so low again. I guess I don't know my own strength. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. But that's alright, because I like uh someone else uh, synopsized this song <laughs> sorry i was coughing <laughs> uh well the genius 
uh, Skylar Gray, who I guess yeah. co-wrote it, says uh, co-signed this annotation saying, this smash hit saw Eminem and Rihanna reflect on their ambivalent and abusive relationships with their respective ex-partners, Kim and Chris Brown. The track's chorus mm-hmm. was written by Skylar Gray in under 15 minutes about her abusive relationship with the music industry. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I will say, this is a great pop song. I mean, well, okay, maybe great is a strong word. It's a pop song. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean, like, wow. it's, a, it's a pop song on an Eminem album, though. Yeah. Like, it helps to have R- Rihanna and, like, that great chorus. But this is, like, this is a pretty good song. It's the one thing that I knew coming into this. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I think the the earnestness pays off in this song and i think it's vulnerable in the right ways uh yeah yeah this is kind of what i what i've been saying that i've been looking for in eminem songwriting yeah i will say um though sometimes when i try to remember exactly what the lines to the chorus are for this song it turns into like a sesame street parody of it (laughs) and i imagine like rihanna and eminem like with elmo and people because i always think it's just gonna stand there and watch me burn well that's all right because i like the way you learn (laughs) 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 and that's what i always hear and i I mix uh that's from line from lie and trying to rhyme it with burn And it's always been that way for me for this song. <laughs> you know what they say? <laughs> Burning is learning because knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Some men just want to watch the world learn. Uh, <laughs> was a was a meme that people had with a picture of uh, what's his name? Michael Caine. No, um, Batman. Oh, Heath Ledger. Mr. Rogers. Heath Ledger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being so serious? <laughs> Uh, so there is a, a genius confirmed uh, or verified annotation from Eminem on this, on this song. Yeah. And if you click on the one that says chorus Rihanna, it's just Eminem says in all lowercase, you should hear me do this song in accents ellipses. It's way better. <laughs> At least <laughs> he that's can it. Fun that's himself. all he has to say. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Skylar Gray's take uh, beneath that is Eminem was the one who thought of getting Rihanna, I'm sure because of the Chris Brown situation. He's a controversial artist and he probably thought it would be a crazy thing to do. It got of a lot of attention for sure. So we only have four albums left. The next one's uh, Marshall Mathers LP two, which is a follow up of, I'm assuming the Marshall Mathers LP. The first one, one we liked eyes. I did not like it. Mm. Uh, The Eminem show. I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Marshall Mathers LP, I didn't, I did not particularly appreciate because there's a lot of. I think there maybe was a little bit less slim shady stuff, but it was definitely on there, and it was pretty edge lord lordy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Revival, which has an American flag on it, and then Kamikaze, which I believe uh, has the song from Venom in it, oh. <laughs> Venom music from the motion picture. Very cool. <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, the album that just came out after we started this season. Yeah. Music to be murdered by. Came out a, a few very, weeks ago. A very ICP wow. title. So totally. Uh yeah. I'm really curious to see where what happens after this. It's a lot of you know, mountains and valleys. 
I do have one little tidbit um, that I found out about this album. Originally, he wanted to call Recovery Relapse 2. Oh, Mm. interesting. And, um, yeah, and then he sort of did the deluxe uh, relapse with a subtitle kind of re-release in between relapse and recovery too furious but yeah exactly (laughs) but i think uh yeah he said that he thought it was musically so different and i actually think well if you're trying to make a sequel to uh relapse like recovery is just a little bit more creative anyway yeah yeah i think so yeah they're both ours like it's better than relapse too it definitely is but uh yeah I maintain that Relapse is a way, yeah, a way better album. Than yeah, this. I mean, and he keeps shitting on it, but I'm like the the yeah the responses to that in comparison, or they're overwhelmingly that that's a better album. Yeah. yeah, the rap on this one is just like not nearly as interesting. It's still better than 99% of any ICP rap that we listened to <laughs> a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting, though, to just see, like, yeah, where he goes from here because he gets, hopefully, his apologies out and can kind of just move on. Yeah. Uh, like, so what be, else does he have to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, do you want to uh, close this out, Nathan? Sure. So until next week, where we talk about the Marshall Mathers two or sorry, Marshall Mathers LP two rather, uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. You can email us at email at boxset.website. Uh, tweet us at Topias Podcast. Go on the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, you can you can go on iTunes and you can write us a whole review or just click the stars. I mean, no, nothing's stopping you. Um, if you want to help us continue making the show and support us directly, you can go to support.boxset.website, kick us a few bucks. Uh, you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including a weekly little mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. And uh, what do we talk about tonight, boys? Yeah, I talked about The Witcher and mostly about... Um, yeah, not the game or the book series. Uh, and I mostly just talked about Henry Cavill's chest. So if you want to hear me do that. <laughs> and how explicit it is. <laughs> yeah, this is very <laughs> spoiler alert. Carl, yeah, what did you talk my, about? My recommendation was for uh, Joe Para Talks With You, which is a short little Adult Swim uh, live action series, uh, which is one of the best things on TV right now, in my opinion, and it is nothing like anything else on Adult Swim, so don't let that turn you off, because yeah. it's really wonderful. Speaking of Edgelord. <laughs> yeah, it is It is the closest thing to Mr. Rogers that we have right now. Oh, so. that's high praise. Yeah, uh, it is. And I talked about a little movie called Dr. Sleep, which is a sequel to The Shining, both the book and the movie. So, yeah, if, if you if y'all want to kick us a, a just two bucks or more a month, you get access to all of our bonus content. And I want to shout out a new supporter, actually. Uh, I know our Patreon levels specifically say you get a shout out at a certain level, but I've just decided to ignore that, and everyone gets a shout out. Um, Yeah, because we need to remind people that people actually support the show, and that that's a thing you can do. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Nobody's stopping you. We got a new Patreon supporter, Chris P. I don't, I don't I f- and I'm not sure if I should give everyone's full names out. So I'll just say Chris P. Thank you for supporting us. It's just a, cri- a, a crispy what? <laughs> Fuck you. 
It's a crispy fuck you, Cameron. That's what it is. Uh, you should That's also a crispy chicken sandwich. It's <laughs> a crispy supporter right there. Oh boy, he's gonna stop supporting us immediately after hearing this. I think. <laughs> oh no, don't. And I can't blame him. Um, You're silky smooth. <laughs> Uh, you can also listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool, and it is about and is traditional musics. Is uh, what's been going on lately over there, Cameron? Oh well, I've been releasing my Portland Old Time Music Gathering episodes, which have been awesome. I got the Canope Brothers on there, who are just like uh, old time music patriarchs in Seattle, uh, and don't let the word patriarch hmm. They're They're benevolent patriarchs hmm. that just give and give and give and have for longer than anyone on this coast in this scene. So they're amazing. Uh, next week I, uh, I have, or maybe I don't know when this is coming out, but sometime soon I'll have Rena Rossi and AJ Srubis on, uh, from the band steam machine who play a lot of like Midwestern music hmm. and, uh, it's just some like super pretty B flat tunes that I'm very proud of. So if that means anything to anyone, <laughs> you should go check that out. It's a, a good nerdy time. Dang. Uh, what, what about you, Carl? Eric? What, uh, do you have anything you want to draw anything people's I attention to? Uh, we have uh, a really great uh, playlist that you should go follow. Okay, it's our great. hearth uh, hearth. PR office mixtape and it's not artists that we work with. It's just stuff that we listen to. But if you like really eclectic, uh, wide ranging stuff, it is due for an up, uh, update on Wednesday. Um, and you can find that by following us on, uh, Instagram. That's, uh, Instagram.com slash hearth. Let me see if there's an underscore or not. Um, that's Instagram.com slash hearth underscore music. There you go. Check it out. So that's HTTPS yeah. colon slash slash W double W full stop Instagram full stop. You're Peter Serafinowitz uh, fan. I can tell because yes, I know yes. exactly what you're referencing. And I, I say that to myself. During dinner mints. Brian Butterfield. Oh, I love Brian Butterfield. Cameron, you should put a, a link in the show notes to uh, some of the Brian okay. Butterfield videos. Uh, wait, there's more than one? Oh, there's oh, a bunch. There's many. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, His whole show I'm is sure great. we've done that before. But he has, he has one so season, good. the Peter Serafin have you, show. Have you seen, though, um, Look Around You? I haven't, no. Is that a oh, movie? Okay. What is that? Peter, no, it's another show that Peter Serafinowicz made. Um, that is like a parody of these like BBC educational programming things like they would air in the middle of the night and then teachers would tape them and then show them in class. Oh um, yeah. So that's like a real thing. Oh yeah. And uh, Actually, like in the seventies and eighties, some of the Peter surfing with show has segments like that. Yeah. And so this was a whole show that was just that. Ah. And each ep- like one episode was about water, but it's just like absurdist. But, you know, it's just them showing these experiments that are super screwed up and weird. Mm. It's great. I'll have to check that out. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I think we're done signing off. We've been signing off for a while. So until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I'm a shit stain on the underwear of life, too.
Uh, I've been Cameron Duet and Shuby Doo-Wop and Scoopy Snacks did a podcast and I can't relax. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You don't have to have the thing, <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh, boy. Well, thanks for hanging in there, everyone. That was uh, a long process, but I'm glad yeah. we did it. <laughs> and uh, I know it's a lot later for you. Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, I might just go to bed. <laughs> Honk some shoes. Oh, yeah, I'll do it on a, on a Monday night. 